pros. Lowe's wants to help you keep working. That's why we're open for pro business hours 6 to 7 a.m. Monday through Saturday. You'll find the quantities you expect with dedicated pro associates and loaders to help you get what you need fast and load you up curbside. Now, more than ever, we know you need to win every single bid. You can count on Lowe's for special values on pro-trusted brands and savings when you buy in bulk. Save yourself a trip by shopping Lowe'sforpros.com, where we can ship thousands of items to your doorstep or to the job site. Lowe's is open and pro-ready. Hello, McFeelies. Welcome to This Feels Terrible. I'm your host, Erin McGathy. This week on the podcast, I have a chat that I recorded back at the South by Southwest Festival in Austin back in March. My guest is actor, comedian, and director Andre Highland. We recorded this right after I saw him in Noel Wells. I always, sorry, Noel, Noel Wells. She has such a great name, and I always say it incorrectly, and she's such a lovely person. And she made a great film called Mr. Roosevelt, and I I saw the premiere of that film at South by Southwest and I was so taken by Andre's performance. I asked if he wouldn't mind sitting down and talking to me for This Feels Terrible. So I found a quiet spot in a garden in the back of a bar and we had the conversation you're about to hear about uh, growing up, making movies, uh, breakups, what it's like to do a love scene and if that's awkward because there's, there's there's a big love scene in Mr. Roosevelt. Quick note about the old audio on this one. There are a few microphone cord glitches. I have since replaced this cord in case you have concerns for the future of the cord. I promise it's not that much. I am really sorry. I don't, I am sorry. I'm sorry. All I can do is say I'm sorry and that I've replaced the cord. I hope we're okay. Okay, here we go. Here's my conversation in Austin, Texas with Andre Highland. This is when I was like 13. <laughs> it was hardly a date. But anyway, um, it was my sister's birthday, and we were at this place called Leaps and Bounds. <laughs> was and that like a Chuck E. Cheese? Kind of. It's just like a place with just like, it's like a big gerbil cage for children with like <laughs> tubes you can climb around in. Oh, okay, okay. And uh, those birds just got loud. Yeah, yeah. The Austin like, birds are. Like, are oh, you're recording? Like... Cool. We'll make a bunch of fucking tweet noises. <laughs> <laughs> I, I hope it sounds like we're in the middle of an enchanted yeah, forest. Yeah, it's exotic. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but anyway, so I'm at Leaps and Bounds. It's basically, yeah, like gerbil tubes for children that like lead to uh, like a ballroom. <laughs> it's like it's like an egg. That lead it, to a ballroom? Not like ballroom dancing. Oh, a ball, right. But like a room <laughs> with a course, bunch of balls. Duh. Why did I go to like, <laughs> I went immediately to like Beauty and the Beast. must have had such a <laughs> fancy childhood. <laughs> oh, it was all ballrooms. I crawled into a tube to a ballroom. <laughs> Everybody was in hats and tails. <laughs> um, but yeah, it was this leaps and bounds thing. So I was 13 at the time. I technically too old to be in the like technically I think the age limit was 12 for the tubes right. but I was like and she was turning how old was she well it doesn't matter she was turning like 6 or something um, and then um, <laughs> not literally no she was oh she was turning 6 yeah yeah and okay. I was there it was my little sister oh it was and, your little sister yeah, yeah, sorry yeah. I spaced out for a no. second I did it I thought, you were about, I thought this was about to be a romantic story about a 13 year old and a 6 year old no 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 it was I apologize not. I was distracted by the birds yeah anyway <laughs> so, like you're not like, well, as I was saying I don't know if this is a good story for what you're asking but it's the first one I thought of so anyways I was 13 and I saw another girl there that was probably like 
why well, is not proud as she was like an older sister of one of the other kids or something mm-hmm. not with my sister's group just happened to be there right, right. and I, I was like oh she's cute that's all I said in my head and I thought hey, maybe I'll pass her in the tubes you know <laughs> <laughs> and then so I was crawling around in the tubes and uh, and uh, I looked pretty much the same then as I do now as far as my hair it was just like shaggy and stuff yeah, and yeah. Then, so like crawling around in these tubes and then we come to like a, a gerbil tube intersection that we're crawling through <laughs> like oh there she is and then uh and she is like uh what does she say she goes can i ask you a question and in my mind i'm like yes she's probably gonna ask like do you like me yes no or maybe at least that was <laughs> the hope right right and i was like yeah and then she just goes are you a boy or a girl? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I was just like, I'm a boy. And then as much as you can storm off in a tube on all fours, I did that in the opposite direction. <laughs> uh, do you remember Do you remember how that made you feel? Were you, had that happened before or were you? Yeah, well, not that, not in a tube intersection, but. Uh, <laughs> It'd be funny if it exclusively happened in <laughs> tubes. There's something about tubes that made yeah, you look androgynous. But, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, there's been many times where, people have thought I was a girl which was just like I'd be kind of a a weird looking girl I think like yeah okay I've got like shaggy or long hair a lot of times and a a slender figure as though that's the only way a girl comes or something like (laughs) but there's been lots of times where I've been like on a date and I'd be like like a fancy thing and I was like Mm -hmm. like a ballroom wearing a suit yeah like and then uh my and then the you know the girlfriend is like wearing a dress. It's like not that the, it can't happen, but in a just a general setup. Like right, right, right. Hey, I'm like clearly a guy. I always have like shaggy facial hair and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Whatever. Anyway, so they come up and they're like, "What can I get you, ladies?" And then it's really? always that awkward. Like, I mean, sir, and like, uh, <laughs> what can I get you guys? And it's like, all right, whatever. Anyway, I'll have this. And I'm like, anyway, then but it happens lots. Or if I'm with a group of girls. Like, you know, like, not even, like, huge, it's, like, two or three, to, then I'll be the fourth person and going into a place. Mm-hmm. Like, IDs, ladies. I mean, every, everybody, and that happens wow. a lot. And every one That's time. Happens a lot. <laughs> happens probably, yeah. like, once every two months, at least. Huh. I'd say. But it's not, it's just kind of, like, funny. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I remember one time uh, uh, my family was going on vacation, and we were driving from Cincinnati to Florida, and we had a tire blowout in Georgia, and this, like, I guess Georgia State Trooper took me and my mom to a gas station to call for help or, 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 or I don't know I don't know what we were doing we had to go to a gas station get a new tire probably sure, sure. But, um, and he's just on the microphone and he's like calling and he's like yeah I'm taking two females to the Amco or whatever wow like, okay <laughs> <laughs> that's interesting but I you know, I've, I've I have trans friends, so like my my immediate reaction to that is like, oh god, what a what a terrible thing to be misgendered. But it's different when you're, I don't know. The, well, I think just whatever you thing. are, you just want to, you know, you just want to have it set straight. Just like if someone says your name wrong, sometimes you're just like, yeah, I don't yeah. feel like dealing with this. But you're like, I'd really rather you just get my name right. Yeah, you know, oh, I, that's I, I a smaller your... scale version of it. But <laughs> it's not like, oh no, they think I'm a girl. That's bad. It's like, well, I'm just. Yeah, yeah. You know, <laughs> That's you just good. want to make sure you are what you are. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, whatever. Or what you you know <laughs> would like to be identified as, or whatever. You know. Sure. Yeah, it's interesting. I guess. Pretty I guess basic. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
good starting point for identifying who you are. When I, when I was like seven, seven or eight, I had really short hair. Yeah. And I wanted to be a boy. Yeah. And I like, I guess I like identified as a boy, which is a weird, but I wasn't, I wouldn't say I was trans, but yeah. I was just like, from my perspective as a kid, it was like, the boys get to do all the fun things. I don't like dolls. Yeah. I don't like pink or dresses. I'm sitting here like wearing like this very sparkly necklace right now <laughs> and a dress. But, uh, but yeah, I cut all my hair off and I wanted to be a boy and then I, I, I went camping with my family yeah. and we met these two little girls and I was playing with them all weekend like yeah. you do like when you make like instant best friends when you're a kid yeah. and on the last day one of the girls came up to me they're sisters when the girls came up and, and she was laughing and the other girl was like standing behind a, a, a tree and she, she said oh I am um, oh and they're British so they had cute little British accents yeah, yeah. and she said oh I, Sophie wants to know if you'll be her boyfriend and I was like oh I this is after a whole weekend of playing with them <laughs> and like playing frisbee yeah. and I didn't like identify as a boy so much that I was like saying I was a boy but right. I was like oh like it didn't phase me but I was like oh no I'm a girl and they were horrified and they yeah. like screamed in my face and they ran home they were crying what? Yeah. <laughs> what? like it was some big ruse <laughs> yeah yeah like I had done something wrong which is really confusing because I was like I lost I've re- I've been rejected yeah them not understand <laughs> it's your fault yeah 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 <laughs> Uh, um, so, my sorry. sister had a similar experience actually. Uh, she, she had short hair when she was like five, just just about a year before the leaps and bounds. <laughs> <laughs> and I remember we were uh, again on vacation. My dad's from England, so we were in England. Oh, okay. And then, uh, so just to hear a story, there's some British dudes, like like straight up adults, and they saw my sister riding a bike, and uh, and it was like just like a corny girl's bike with like pink stuff all over it or whatever yeah, yeah, you know? yeah, yeah, yeah. and then she was riding that and then these old dudes are just like look at that little boy on that girl's bike but they're like uh-huh. look at that little girl on the boat that's my bad British accent <laughs> and then their mouth is full of sandwiches so she had a similar experience that's interesting why are, why are girls bikes I don't know if it, I feel like it can't be the same now but I know like when I feel like we're roughly the same age. When we were kid, kids, girls' bikes were like so girly, like was yeah, so big like time. they was, couldn't just be like normal. They had to have stupid, all these girl appendages. It's like the most base shit. It's so stupid. It's like those dumb football jerseys they make now. It's like oh, women will like watching football if they make a pink jersey uh, option. And yeah. what drives me nuts is a lot of women buy those because just like any race or, or gender, <laughs> people can people can be stupid. So I'm like God. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> those are so dumb. Well, and most I, well, I'm not gonna speak for most most women. But I mean, if someone likes a pink jersey, enjoy it. Yeah. It's, it's just such a stupid notion as to I, why it's pink. <laughs> I get bummed out by women's cut t-shirts and I know yeah. like a lot of women want women's cut t-shirts yeah. like I when I sell t-shirts for this show like after shows that women come up and they're like where's the woman's cut t-shirt that makes yeah. my body look flattering yeah. but I personally like I don't like the women's cut t-shirts yeah. like I'm tall I think I have like an extra long torso or maybe I'm just fatter than I think I am yeah. but like the, show, like, <laughs> the, the like the women's cut t-shirts like don't look flattering on me and it's yeah. like I don't I don't want to show my boobs for Doug Benson's movie interruption or whatever sure. it is like I want to just have the unisex yeah. t-shirt. It's annoying. There should be a man's cut t-shirt that's just like makes balls look big or something. <laughs> <laughs> I wish there was a, a shirt that was between a medium and a large and that would be perfect for me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but you, well, I don't know. I was about to go down the road of like, but you look like yours, but like why am I trying to size <laughs> well, it you? Well, it depends like, on what brand. I guess if it was American Apparel, 
which I guess just is dead now, <laughs> like from two days ago or something. Yeah, it would be between a medium and a large of that, and then and typical size shirts would be between a small and a medium. There that, you go. So that's my plight. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, what, a, what, a, what, a, what a tough world. So you're yeah, so sending <laughs> donations, and there should be a hashtag in my honor. I'm trying to find the, a comfortable T-shirt size, guys. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm gonna. I, I just like wearing shirts as dresses. Oh, I also embarrassingly like whenever I run out of laundry, I have like T-shirts floating around. Yeah. For this podcast, and they yeah. have my face on it. Yeah. <laughs> and so and you've worn those at some at yeah. some time. Yeah. 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 yeah that's good. You know, I mean, you wear your face every day, either way. All right, that's <laughs> <laughs> true. Um, so you're you're a comedian and a filmmaker and an actor. I don't know what the question is that I have after that. I guess like I don't. So what's your dating? What's your dating? <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> or how do you? I just <laughs> let me phrase it this way. A lot of this podcast is me just projecting my yeah. own <laughs> thoughts and feelings. Sure, sure. And then also trying to like glean knowledge from other people for my own personal benefit yeah. under the, under the the guise of an, inter- an yeah. interview. But um, I just left LA. Yeah. Like a year ago, and I moved to Ireland. Yeah. And a big part of that was like. Just like dating in LA is very hard as a creative. That's not a big part of why I left. Yeah. I don't know why I'm saying that. Yeah. Do you have a girlfriend? Well, <laughs> <laughs> or a it's partner. Funny this or podcast a- is about relationships. I'd say right now I'm in a very interesting time in my life. <laughs> it's a comp. I'd rather just speak in general. <laughs> sure, sure, sure. Okay. If that's okay. I don't- yeah, yeah. Um, but my dating experience in LA is very limited. Um, How long? When did you get to LA? Uh, 2004 So I've been there a long time oh, wow. But I was with the same person For 90% of that time Gotcha <laughs> And you know I don't, I don't know Did, you move, did right. you move there with that person? No, no Just met shortly after uh, Yeah And then I remember before that even I mean like The only the only one other date I almost went on then Was someone Is this girl I met We were extras in a zombie movie <laughs> And I and uh, we had a date we had a date scheduled <laughs> and then as soon as she found out I didn't have a car she cancelled it and that really? was yeah that was that <laughs> oh, is that someone I, I would know? no I don't even Not know what her I name is at this point I just remember it was the girl from the zombie thing right that was right that. yeah hmm. And then I uh, did not have a car in LA. Yeah, and that was you know pre Lyft, Uber, and all that kind of stuff. I used to ride the yeah. subway a lot, and I rode a BMX. Yeah, I rode a BMX. <laughs> um, I've never heard anyone put it that way. I rode a BMX. <laughs> and then I got hit by a van riding the bike, and oh, I no. ended that bike. <laughs> Jeez, were you seriously injured? Okay. No, I could have been. Yeah, I could have been killed or maimed pretty badly. Yeah. But given it was, I, it, given the circumstance, it worked out well. Like, I was riding my bike across a crosswalk, and this van didn't stop at the red light. It just rolled... Uh, it, it had a, it rolled a fast right through a yeah. stop sign. Is this on, like, Hollywood with all those? Yeah, like- it's really close. It's on just south of Hollywood Boulevard on Highland. Uh, I was uh, passing Selma across from that Hollywood high school, and I was on the way to my shitty job that I had. Do you only there. travel on Highland because you're last Yeah, name? of course. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> my traveling is limited. <laughs> right, yeah. <laughs> you just go to the Jim Henson Studios and... That's on La Brea, so I never make it Oh, over right. There. Okay, wow. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. I pretty much just see Mel's Diner all uh, the way was... down to the south of the street, <laughs> and that's it. I was so proud of myself for knowing that Jim Henson Studios is on Highland. And it's not... <laughs> Yeah, uh, I know that. I never even leave Highland. <laughs> right, exactly. That's funny. 
Uh, that's funny. I need to get. I need to stop that habit. Do yeah. you do that? <laughs> stop by habit? Oh no! Oh, I'm I saying like, like the, that's the funny. Place. I was like, oh, you gonna stop by the habit? They have those here. <laughs> I need to stop with that. <laughs> I just all of a sudden like need a hamburger. Uh, uh, I, I don't want to totally squash the discussion topic. Are you? No, podcast. sorry, sorry, <laughs> like, sorry. I'm, I'm like awesome. I'm more hungover than I want to be. I did a show last night yeah. and like and and drank too much to cope with the anxiety surrounding yeah. the show. Um, <laughs> My so voice just disappeared during the screening like it had been um, hanging there but uh, there's too many events where you have to yell yeah yeah you know they're fun but where you have to yell which would it you know it's just loud I mean, yeah I, right like, oh yeah of course it's not like oh Obviously. we're encouraging you to yell at people I was just, immediately thinking of the Garden State scene where oh, they're screaming yeah and the- I found some people and found the big sinkhole and we just yelled for the last three days <laughs> I haven't actually seen anything at the festival I've just been at the sinkhole screaming <laughs> that sounds great so in your in the movie you <laughs> that sounds great uh, um, in the in the movie that you are in that's screening at the at the festival that's that I saw a couple days ago, Mr. Roosevelt, you you do a love scene. Yeah. Uh, what was that? What was that like? Well, that was the first one of those I'd done. Well, <laughs> I guess it was the second. I mean, oh. I like uh, just taping yourself having sex. Yeah. Count. Well, that's pretty much what a failed pilot is, um, <laughs> <laughs> and that's where it took place. There was uh, the last the last pilot that I wrote and directed. I wrote a scene where a character I have. Um, he he gets a, a real doll in the mail by accident that was sent oh. to his landlord and ends up having an affair with it. And I thought it was really funny. <laughs> it's like keeping this relationship a secret from someone else he lives in his apartment with, right, apartment right. building. And so anyway, but when I was writing, I was all giggling, like, oh, this would be funny, this weird, this weird cat dad guy having sex with this real doll. <laughs> and, then, and then I remember on the day of, I was like, I gotta fucking hump this goddamn thing in front. <laughs> like, not that I want to hump it by myself either, but it was just was like. Was it one of the like the real real dolls, like the brand name real, real well, dolls? D- d- technically, it wasn't a real doll. It was this thing called, but the equivalent. It was this thing from a company called Synthetic, but pronounced Synthetic. Oh. And uh, of and they. The hardworking good folks over at Synthetic were able to donate <laughs> us a real doll for me to hump for an afternoon for this pilot we did. But that was one of those things where you're cracking up when you're writing it, and then you're like, oh, no, I got to do this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it was funny. It worked out fine, but it was just one of those like weird things. So that's the only other experience I'd had with that sort of thing until until with Noel. But um, I'm pretty sure I think it was... <clears throat> man, my voice is so disappearing. Um, Me too. It's cool. It but, sounds great. <laughs> but uh, I think it was the first scene we did together, actually. Really? Yeah. So I'm pretty sure. Yeah, I think it was. It was either that or the scene that was supposed to take place just after it. But either way, it was pretty quickly. And uh, but no, it was actually it was really good. It felt really. It felt like a little too close to home. <laughs> but it, it was, well, I'd say honestly, great. like. Other than just like the awkwardness of like uh, like oh I'm gonna pretend I have sex with this person, <laughs> <You know? laughs> it was like actually really fun to shoot because we were just like goofing around and cracking up like a lot because yeah, yeah. I was like picking her up she's like really light and <laughs> like, yeah. we were like falling off the bed and stuff and like which made it really comfortable and funny and 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 you know I, I think you know probably sex <laughs> more times is maybe not quite as messy as that scene not that it can't be but probably closer to that than how it typically is and depicted right, in yeah. movies yeah 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 yeah. especially if it's like a drunk one night stand sure which was depicted in the movie yeah did you feel did you feel like I, I've never done a I've never done a sex scene I've only done like kissing scenes yeah but in the kissing scene I've done that before but yeah right right like I felt this weird pressure not pressure it was like internalized thing that was like oh I can't do this how I would normally do it well 
that's like a you know a, a, a line expose. between you're trying to be professional and you want it to look real and <laughs> you don't want the other person to feel uncomfortable. Are you talking about boners? Boners. Boners. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's a funny. It's like uh, yeah, you know, but it's still like you know. An attractive yeah. person, you're kind of, you know, but you know, whatever. Do you but just like, like, do you just lean into it and just, just like, oh, I'm going to just, just think give about into this. cartoons you like and stuff. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. It's like, it's like that was just like, oh, how to make this more wildly uncomfortable? It was someone like it's a boner. So, but yeah, no, yeah. I, I think it held it together. Okay. <laughs> I think it would. Were you in a relationship when you were shooting that? I was. Scene? I was. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and that was the first time. Uh, when did you guys shoot the movie? We shot in April and May. Yeah, oh, okay. yeah. But uh, she was cool with everything at the, at the time, that sort of thing. Oh yeah, I wasn't. I wasn't trying to imply yeah. that that was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I was. I was thinking more about like your your process with everything because yeah. it, se- it seems like it would. I've weirdly been thinking about this a lot lately because I I did a. The, the thing that I'm thinking of where I like had to kiss somebody I yeah. put so much pressure over myself that I accidentally like hit someone's teeth like as I was oh, trying to kiss yeah. like I was just it, I, I was like I can't actually do this for some reason like yeah. I like I don't, I don't know why like I couldn't make myself vulnerable in that way yeah and I was in a relationship so like that had something to do with it I guess but it's, but it's stupid yeah. so I just I don't know I was curious yeah. if like you're like <laughs> oh I get to they, Mindy Kaling did um talked about some not totally on board with her whole take on this but I found it interesting where she was talking about love scenes and how like she sounds like she gets like into it like it's like I don't know it's such an interesting thing where you can like really get into something or you're just pretending yeah I don't know well, I don't know. I think I'm just, the worst interviewer of all time. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. And that is experience I had with the real doll. The real doll seemed comfortable with everything. <laughs> or the synthetic, excuse me. And then uh, <laughs> Noel was easier to work with, actually, believe it or not, than the synthetic. Right? Because I didn't have to have a big, a big strong guy pick her up and move her across the room. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, because they're, like, super heavy. They're, like, yeah, a, it's they're like a dead body. Like, when they said they were going to have the reps from, like, the, the fucking sex doll come out, I was like, this is making it even more awkward. <laughs> It was like this lady oh. and this like big bouncer looking dude, this like big strong guy, and then like, but ultimately I was glad because yeah, this shit weighs like two hundred pounds and like yeah, it's like and you should write it. a pilot about the person who's the <laughs> yeah, rep for synthetic. That's an interesting thing. <laughs> um, how, so what's so I won't ask you about your breakup. Sure, <laughs> I get some a vague space. Uh, like what do you <laughs> I don't even know what I'm asking um, have you I mean I have opinions on things I just don't want to yeah. get details of whatever I don't even whatever I don't know like trying to be respectful diplomatic and and diplomatic and sensitive did you break was it like was recently that you guys broke up it was early fall yeah okay yeah. that's rough and you guys lived together we did, yeah. That yeah. sucks. I'm sorry. <laughs> That's okay, thanks. No, it didn't suck that you... Yeah. yeah it sounds, <laughs> <it> sounds hard. <laughs> uh, um, so you probably don't want to talk about whether or not you're, like, I don't want to talk there. about what the... F- I, don't, I don't even know. I don't know. Like, you know... <laughs> um, yeah, I don't want to... It'll be a stick in the mud to your podcast. No, no, not at all. No, it's not like a guy... Yeah. Like, I, like, well, it's uh, funny. I'm, like, a big believer in not, like putting a lot of personal shit on the internet 
Um, I mean, I don't oh, mind yeah, giving my opinions on things, but it's just like I feel like I wouldn't <laughs> no, want no, someone. I wouldn't want like her to be on like talking about us. No, totally, totally. Like well, that. and the selling point of this podcast yeah. isn't like let me get everyone's secrets. No, I didn't think so. Yeah, I, you're, you're just here selling T-shirts with your face on it. Okay. <laughs> I know, know it. <laughs> well, and I'm terrible at doing that. I did a live podcast yesterday, and I just gave the T-shirts away. Yeah, uh, sorry, I don't even <laughs> sell T-shirts because I only had one size, and then I felt I don't know, yeah. whatever. I just I did a tour last year, so yeah, I yeah. had T-shirts with me, which was, it was yeah. it's a nightmare doing a show and then being like, buy my thing. Yeah. Um, well, did you stand up? I do. Yeah. I mean, I do my own weird version of it. In right. short, y- yes, but I, I, I call myself a comedian more than a stand-up, if that makes sense to anyone else. Uh, yeah, no, it makes it makes sense to me. Um, in, but yeah. I do live stuff a good amount. Right, right. And you have a, you have a, is Je- Jesse Miller is a character of yours, right? Mm-hmm. Right, cool. So, like, yeah. I think that's, that's how... That's how I know you from years back. I knew a, I knew a guy named Jesse Miller, and so when I was looking, when I, I watched your uh, you interviewing yourself earlier today, which is not a Jesse oh, is it the Miller Dre Andre thing? thing or one of those? Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, which I love. I love any anything where people are interviewing themselves. Um, but yeah, the Jesse Miller stuff came up as well. What is the Jesse Miller stuff? And do you still do that? Yeah, um, I it's really fun that that character has such like a. Like a middle of the road meme. Oh, yeah, yeah, he's yeah. definitely a heavily Cincinnati influenced character. Right, and you're from Cincinnati. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> Not that those dudes don't exist everywhere, but it's, <laughs> he's like comes from the Cincinnati cloth. <laughs> <laughs> so how did that? What's the story with that? Uh, well, I've done roughly more or less that character for forever. There's been a few name changes and things due to just bullshit. <laughs> oh, really? Well, you know, Other people being named Jesse well, the, Miller? Well, the funny thing about doing a lot of characters is you'll do a character somewhere, then all of a sudden that place owns that character, whereas if it was just oh, my name, right. I own my own personality, but it's still yeah, like yeah. my sensibility and my thing, so you have to always have to like switch mm. shit up, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. It's like someone like, I don't know, this is a good example, like Seth Rogen can be like him in each thing but he, because he's like him, but if he was vastly different and switched a property, it's harder to do that again. Right, right. So... Any, I don't even know if that that sounds. I don't know if that's a good way of explaining it. But when you do characters, all of a sudden your identity can get purchased and uh, argued right. as to who owns it. Right. So even though it's just like fuck you, it's just a hat and a shirt. I'm moving on. <laughs> but whatever. I haven't really run but into too much trouble do, in a while. You do characters more than you do like you don't play yourself on stage when you're doing. <clears> not that often. I did uh, yesterday. I did uh, like when Nick Nick Thune, who's also in Mr. Roosevelt, mm-hmm. he had a live show last night. Then. You guys uh, were, were super funny oh. during the Q&A. Oh, good. Oh, it, was oh, very, it was fun, yeah. <laughs> well, after his comedy show, he asked me, not after, like, yeah, he asked me to come on and moderate a fake Q&A, just making uh, fun of Q&A format. <laughs> yeah, which is the worst. <laughs> so I came on and was the moderator at his show last night, and that was really fun. We did that together. But <laughs> I like Q&As. You can't go wrong. You know all the answers. <laughs> it's just like so little pressure. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, what, what do you think Like what attracts you To doing the Well I know what attracts you To doing I like doing characters More than I like Yeah Being myself a lot of, In a stand up format Yeah 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 I always think it's good To challenge yourself And try something new But yeah I, I feel I feel that way Ultimately too <laughs> Yeah But honestly I think I, think I even, thought Jesse Miller Was a real person you did, or wait, what? or back like um, years ago. I'm, I'm yeah. like just pa- piecing You're together. You're not the first, which is no. no. <laughs> so don't feel bad. <laughs> no, I don't. I don't feel bad. I, yeah. yeah, I think that, I think that's like a sign of like an effective thing. <laughs> You're really consistent with this with this character. Um, tell me about your your movie 
the uh, the fourth. Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah. The fourth. Um, <clears throat> well, in short, it's about a, a dude. I play the guy. He's trying to throw a Fourth of July cookout while his uh, like overbearing roommates out of town, and pretty much everything kind of just unravels on this that- simple mission. <laughs> It's uh yeah I remember hearing about we have a lot of mutual friends so like I saw like the trailers and press for it and it looks it looks like such like a it look it's one of those it's one of those ideas that's like brilliant because it seems like an obvious idea but it's an original idea and it's something that's like natural it seems really like really organic and. Oh, cool. Well, first, thanks. Then, uh, <laughs> I haven't seen it yet. Maybe yeah. it's terrible. I don't I've know. It, it, but I've some, heard it's some sloppy garbage. It's just <laughs> skip it. No. But like that's. So what was what was your process from like what was the timeline from like coming up? And I apologize because I'm sure, no, sure okay. you've answered these questions a million times. But like, what was your whole process with like coming up with this idea? Because it's like a low budget movie yeah, that you made yourself. Basically. Yeah. Um. It was. Um. <clears throat> how did it go? It was funny. Like I was trying to get financing at the time for this other feature I had written so I had a short that got went to Sundance a few years ago called Funnel and then that got me that like made the rounds and was like a real great experience and then sort of got me these new opportunities and then <clears throat> a company came on and, and uh, wanted to come on as producers for this other thing I was working on and then Nothing, not a very interesting story. It just kind of took a while, and <laughs> nothing sort of it never never came to fruition for whatever reasons. Nothing heinous, right, or right. kind of a boring story. But while that was going on, I was just like, man, I'm just I. I, I mean, I enjoy, I enjoy meetings in a weird way. Like, Do I, you? I, I, well, not necessarily meetings, but sometimes just Are like you a God, people, damn it. people pleaser. Yeah, probably more than I should be, but <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I guess what I meant is like you know even during that process where it, it you know you're. It was a little frustrating, but um, I, I like it when I feel like I'm learning something new. Yeah, and that yeah. was at the time would have been my first feature, you know. Mm-hmm. And then, but but also I don't like sitting idle. I don't, you know, I, I gotta keep doing shit. Yeah, yeah. So so that was going on, Brag. and then I was like, I got, I want to make a short or something like that. And then I was thinking at the time, well. <clears throat> Because I was like, we're not even going to shoot a frame of this damn thing by the time the Sundance deadline comes along, and then, and I was like, well, I want to make a short, and uh, well, I'll make it more. And then I was like, I should make a complicated one, so it's sort of more like a micro version of a feature, as far as just like okay. more moving parts, you know. And I was like, I'll do that. And then I was like, well, if it's going to take like two days to shoot that, and we get everything for those two days, like, why don't we just like, why don't we just try to shoot a feature in four days? Because even whether you're shooting a feature or a short, you still need all the same shit just for a less amount of time. Yeah, you shot more the or less. feature in four days. Kind of. That's how it started. Right. Okay. So, <clears throat> so the movie. T- I wrote the treatment or, or the outline, both in April, <laughs> April of uh, 2015, and uh, we were shooting it the last four days or last three days of May, first day of June. We shot those four days. And it was, again, like an experiment. Like, I wasn't trying to make right. some big announcement. I'm trying to make a feature in four days. Like, it was just like, just like a lot of people didn't even know what it was at first. It was yeah, just yeah. like, oh, yeah, okay. And, like, luckily I have a lot of good, talented friends that trust me <laughs> or down to, like, be part of this, you know? Sure. And then, so we shot for those four days. And then um, we're like, yeah, okay. We legitimately have, like, 70% of the, this version, this feature shot. And the script was, again, just a treatment. And it was, like, 25, 30 pages. And... <laughs> My guesstimate was like, oh, each one of these acts will probably be 10 to 20 minutes. Or no, what was like 20 to 30 minutes, I mean. And I was like, if that's the case, then we'll have a feature. Let's just go with the flow and see how it works out. And so we shot that, and it was 70% of it there. 
And um, <clears throat> and then uh, what happened then? Oh yeah, and then we were always gonna come back and get pickup shots on Fourth of July, of, like fireworks and stuff to sort of all right, make all right. it all feel like it's on on the fourth. And then instead of just doing that uh, pickup shots, we turned that into a full three day shoot. And then after those seven days, I was able to because I was editing it also. I cut together what was the first cut of the feature, and I was like, okay, this pretty much this worked. Yeah, but we yeah. just need to get some pickup shots to smooth some things out, and then and a couple additional scenes that we added <clears throat> to sort of pick up the energy in some areas and to clarify some things so it was ultimately what was it it was 12 days over five months ultimately but seven real full shoot days right that's awesome and then so it went from being a treatment written in april to premiering at sundance in january so it was like a very quick turnaround yeah yeah and that was like during a, a year of meetings you know so I don't know. <clears throat> Did you finance it yourself? Uh, it was uh, I, 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 I supported it with a sweat equity, <laughs> and basically didn't have time to make money while I was working on it. Right. But my right. manager's company, Hot House, he was a produce, he was. Uh, produced it also and he was the one who did the financing so so like um, it was funny more a lot more gets spent once it, it's going to a festival because you're like oh okay, now we gotta like retroactively uh, legitimize some of this stuff and like right, right, you know right, and yeah. like do a nice sound uh, pass and color pass and stuff like that but yeah. but you really can do a lot if uh, with with just favors and, and not not putting and money obviously too but like but you I don't know just if you just keep things in small doses and make things as comfortable as you can for people you favors yeah. can go a long way yeah. yeah it's a it's such an interesting or like a, a, the, um, the whole idea of like making a film is like the coolest most exciting thing ever and there are so many different ways to do it it's really overwhelming yeah. like looking at all all the things with the the advice that I'm gleaming for you even though I wasn't asking sure. <laughs> for advice but, but it, sound, it sounds like uh, yeah you just take things one, one step at a time that's the best way to do it yeah, I think it's good to have like you know these bigger goals, but you can't sit there and get pissed off that you even hit your big goal because a lot. <laughs> no matter what project, most of the time you're gonna spend on it is fucking emails. <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Emails and talking with people, and I always feel like just as long as there's forward motion, you know, that's 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 what you gotta focus on. Totally. Because a lot of times people like to be cynical too, or I don't know if they like to, but they just are. And not to say I'm like I'm Captain Positive, but like. <laughs> but um, you seem you you have, you have a real positive energy. I also realize I've been saying um, gleaming instead of gleaning. Oh yeah, yeah. Anyway, <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but but yeah, cynicism is 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 like is a rough thing. Yeah, well, like someone will be like, oh, someone got back to me about that script. They said it, love it. Fucking agents, tell me I love it. It's like, all right, well, a couple things. Sure, <laughs> let's go down that road. Maybe it's bullshit. You yeah. Know what? But they also could have not responded. They also should have said it, could have said it stunk. Right, like, yeah, yeah. So just put that in the forward motion category. Like it didn't it didn't knock you backwards. So like yeah. I think that attitude's just toxic and stupid. Totally. Like is I'm it? not like, oh they said it's great. It's on. I'm not like that. <laughs> but I'm just like, yo, they said they liked it. That's better than them saying they didn't like it. Yeah, like, it's right? also a weird like, thing to fucking stupid. Like yeah. things it, are tough enough already. Don't add, don't add your own fake version to it, you know, or whatever. Well, there seems like the, there, more and more, I think there's a culture in LA of, uh, like, you have to, like, most, 90% of the time, 95% of the time, people who are successful in entertainment have, have worked hard in yeah. some way. Yeah, but I there, agree. there are also a lot of people who are successful in entertainment who are really tenacious, who aren't maybe, like, object, like subjectively talented. Yeah. Right? Like, from, like, people who are, like, 
I think I think this person's not talented. Um, but I think that creates this this uh, this poo pooing of um, like hard work in LA, where yeah. like you have to pretend like you're not working super hard, but you do have to work hard, uh, yeah. and you do have to like make all these connections. But like it's lame to say like, yeah, I called all these people and I followed up with all these meetings, right? And doing all this shit because yeah. you should just it should just come to you magically somehow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean? Right. So yeah. Like, no. It's yeah. Because <laughs> also like we've all we've all talked like we we everybody knows those people who are like that person like that person's not funny or like that person's kind of racist but they like right. work really hard and then they like <laughs> have success has like I, I don't know what are YouTube celebrities and stuff not, I'm not anti-YouTube celebrities yeah but. well I mean I certainly look down on them I'm not opposed to anybody taking time to create something they care about and speaks to them and the people who enjoy totally. it by all means go for it a lot of shit I can't relate to I'm like it's just some doofus talking into a webcam who gives a shit but apparently millions yeah. of people do <laughs> so I'm not gonna yeah. shit I mean, on their it, enjoyment of it, it but makes, but yeah. I don't like that to be mistaken for a good storyteller uh, totally you know no it's, I mean? a different, or, or it's, it's a different it's a different thing, thing. And, and I'm sick yeah. of the idea that like oh this person's got a million things they'd be good at this other like having a TV yeah, show yeah. And for a couple reasons I'm not saying no one ever could but A it's a completely different thing it's a totally different and, thing and that's so. just because someone has like a million views doesn't even mean they're going to be a good for this like yeah, I get it yeah. it's like oh if it, the reason well, I want is because then there's a built-in audience and blah 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 and it's like yeah but, yeah, uh, yeah. but I, I think it's just two different worlds I, it's I, a totally and I think and I, yeah it's not going to go away it shouldn't go away It's that's fine it's just Different worlds. Yeah, they shouldn't well, be compared so often and no, try to no. And if they want to, sure. But like, it's just, it's just be like, yo, you're yeah. fucking, you're, you're a killer tennis player. You should be, um, <laughs> you should be a <laughs> seaboat te- captain because <laughs> you've got this talent. Yeah, people like, respect you. Yeah, uh, yeah. I think I think it inhabits like different different parts in like the viewer's brain as well. I think the reason why YouTube is so popular and all those like jump cut videos and everything yeah. are such a big thing is because like like I think about like, being a teenager when you're a teenager you feel so alone and then you find somebody who you connect with yeah. but like you're right it's not storytelling <laughs> and it's not it's not even like lesser or whatever like you could place value on it but yeah. there'd be no point but so but it is like a totally different thing like I, I think that if I was 13 years old I would try to find my YouTube person right, probably right, exactly. and I probably There's would be obsessed with, with them it's yeah but it's a different thing from yeah. like someone yeah. writing a story and doing a whole yeah. thing than like because this is me someone has a good YouTube blog doesn't mean they should co-star in Game of Thrones <laughs> I mean maybe they'll be great but I doubt it it doesn't inherently mean that in no, the same no. way like some big celebrity is not gonna necessarily get a bunch of pull oh yeah like a lot of actors are really boring personally yeah. it would be terrible <laughs> terrible YouTube celebrities you'd be uh, have you had that experience? I'm sure you have. Like, What's that? Just when you meet somebody who's like really enigmatic on screen. Yeah. And enigmatic is that the word I'm looking for? Like, uh, you're looking just... for gleaming. <laughs> <laughs> so, someone who's like so so magical on screen and is, is such a great actor. And like, I think a lot of actors there 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 are plenty of like super intelligent dynamic yeah. actors. There are also plenty of like just nothing there yeah. actors and when you talk to them you're like oh god like this yeah. person is I guess, super boring and they wouldn't be able to have a makeup tutorial right right that's true they, could. <laughs> they couldn't do it <laughs> yeah I don't know how many I've met but I definitely know of that you know what I mean or <clears throat> it's always that funny thing when you meet someone's work you admire and then more times than not it's like a good experience or an indifferent one but right, it sucks yeah. sometimes you've had, you have a couple times you have a negative one you're like oh I just wish I had yeah. met them I like to Keep it separated. I also right. don't like to meet people unless it's on some sort of 
where you feel like kind of on an equal. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Because then they always put you in that. Then you can talk to them like you know, it's not like this weird dynamic it takes that yeah, away yeah yeah or you have you're not to being get... weird about it it's still there totally yeah because yeah. they're just you know they don't know your deal <laughs> <laughs> exactly so what what is your what is your dream like what's your what my, do you my dream is probably really to do what i'm already doing but make a better living off of it <laughs> <laughs> do you want to like write and, and direct more things yeah i mean i think of myself definitely as a filmmaker first more than than anything like uh, i guess a filmmaker with a sense of humor is how i <laughs> think of myself first and yeah. foremost like <clears throat> but it's funny like i think for a, a while this is the most of the stuff like i mean no one sees oh, i'm so sick of talking about failed pilots I'd like to talk about one that wasn't a failure <laughs> like um you know that's that stuff no one sees unless they are involved and that kind of thing and then uh, a lot of you know like the shorts and segments and internet videos and all that stuff over the years not all of it i'm but most of it i directed and edited myself also but then people mm. i think a lot of times after a while assumed that i only wanted to be in my own stuff and then also on the flip side, really? I Why only I thought of me as an actor and didn't realize I directed all that stuff, too. Uh, but that that seems like a huge compliment that people would... It, it sounds frustrating, but it also sounds like if, if people are assuming you only want to be in your huge stuff, that must be... Like, you have a really clear point of view, which that's great. Yeah, that's, a, that's the good side of it. <laughs> <laughs> but I think over the last couple of years, it's changed. I've been acting more, and, and it's good, too. I th- I'm glad that... Not that everything... I don't know... I'm glad of the way it's working out. <laughs> it's like kind of what you're saying. It's like people know what my point of view is. So now when they want me for something, it's because they already know what I do. It's right, not like yeah, I'm yeah. this just mystery and, and maybe I'll fit a role or not. You know what I mean? Um, so that's helped a lot. So with that, like the stuff I've been in is, I think is cool shit. Like I don't, yeah, yeah. I don't, I haven't like, not to say I have an audition for stuff I don't care about, but the stuff I've gotten and the stuff people have approached me about like, Hey, I'd like you to be in this or at least give it a shot. They already know my stuff. So it's already more of a comfort level yeah. there to begin with. You're operating at a very cool frequency. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> You're the, uh, the, the, and, uh, Noel's movie, Mr. Roosevelt, that role, like, and that, and that performance is so clearly like, I don't know. Like, it's just, it's your, your, you, whether you're aware of yourself or not, like, it just seems like you are, like, super aware of how to use yourself like a tool. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> such a tool. Word. Let me tell you. You're um. such a tool. <laughs> <laughs> like, you know, yeah, you, you, um, yeah, it's just, it, it was great. And, like, the way that, like, you're playing a character that's, that's, like, different from yourself obviously but yeah. like it seemed like there was so much depth in like the small part that it really stood out well it was cool film. also how Noelle did it like too she, like the character was written a, a little more sleazy and a little more like brooding I think it was how it was described which is uh, okay. and, and then but she let me be more of my version of me as that person so it wasn't yeah, yeah. me like but right, yeah, you know yeah, yeah. but it, it, allowed, it allowed for a more naturalistic performance to be had <laughs> and then and then I, a lot of times when, uh, the way I approach stuff if I'm in someone's thing and someone else is directing I just go okay I've got, I've got my take on it and I've discussed it and blah 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 but like uh, 
Like, I'll just do what seems right, and they'll let me know if I'm doing it wrong, so I'll just wait for that. Like, sure, I'm not yeah, going to no, sit here so, and be worried right, about yeah. it. And then with her, she's, you know, starring and directing, so I'm in the scenes with her, and if she wanted a line differently, she's like, oh, just say it like this. And I'm like, cool. And then some people get all piffy and weird about line reading things. Like, I think it's good. I'm like, thank yeah, you. Yeah. There's a direct answer to, <laughs> you know, like... Don't dance around it. Just yeah. You know. So 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 that was really comfortable and cool. You know what I mean? <laughs> the uh, my favorite, I think maybe my favorite moment in the scene is when um, Noelle is like kicking you out after a one night stand, and your character, like your character, like that guy, like I know that guy, like I've slept with that guy. Yeah. Like, it's such like a realistic <laughs> character that was also really dynamic that you don't really see in movies, but like that specific guy. But you had a line which is my favorite part where like she's kicking you out and you you said like all right we booped <laughs> is that what you, like was that improvised that, that was improvised yeah, yeah. That was that's something i've said <laughs> since like in high school <laughs> so i'm glad it's now in a film on film <laughs> it's so good because like just that that improvised line like fills in so much about that character like that he's like kind of has his own metric for everything and he like in his head he's like yeah well like i booped that girl like, <laughs> So, yeah, it was really, it was really great. Like, what, yeah, there are there are a lot of moments in that film that made it very authentic feeling and, oh, good. and good. Yeah, yeah. Um, okay, so to end, oh, I'm we're going to time. flew by. Yeah, well, we're at. Oh, sorry. Um, oh yeah, because I was going, She's I was going after her phone 45. Right now. There's notes on there. <laughs> Scrolling through it, looks like a. Samsung? Is that an iPhone? It's an iPhone. That case is, it's a Samsung case on an iPhone. (laughs) It's not, but I have a Samsung, so. Oh, do I try you? to find other Samsung. Everyone in Ireland Where has Where my Samsungers Sam- at? <laughs> uh, everyone in Ireland has a Samsung, it would seem. Well, those are my people. My dad was actually born in Ireland, but raised in England. So that, that okay, must explain it. Yeah, we're in Ireland. That's a, was he Protestant? I should know the answer to this. I think around the Belfast area. Jesus Christ. Okay, I should so know that's this the, answer yeah, so immediately. That'd be, that'd be the, well, I know more of his England upcoming, uh, his upcoming, his upbringing in England. Right. He grew up in Birkenhead, right across from Liverpool. Okay. Liverpudlian. So. Sort of close, right, yeah, right. yeah, yeah. I just learned that recently. He was so now in the I just zone. Don't it <laughs> all the time that uh, people from Liverpool are, are Liverpool. One of his friends used to date George Harrison and then married the really? Moody Blues. So wow, there's, there's the Beatles local history That's <laughs> from exciting. his perspective. Have you gone back to England? I have, but I haven't been back to. Birkenhead area since the time my sister they, those guys thought my sister was a boy alright <laughs> so, but I've been to London a few times since then and okay. uh, actually Daniela from Mr. Roosevelt's in London right now she's in the new Jurassic World right which is yeah pretty fucking cool she's great yeah that is awesome like did that yeah she must have it's so, it's so so cool the way that Hollywood works that way where like yeah, someone yeah. just goes boop, boop. right 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 for sure yeah, yeah. that's very cool um, okay, so I'm going to give you a random number. Okay, seven. <laughs> no, I'm going to give you a random number. And then you, you're you going to give uh, advice to yourself at that age. Okay. Cool. All right, and your number, and I'm... <laughs> okay, I'm just going to pick... I, I'm using a different phone than I do usually. 14. 14. Yeah. Okay. Hmm. 14. Oh, that's funny. Okay, so in 14, <laughs> I was going into eighth grade, and I had just done four years of homeschooling. 
So I'm trying to think. It was a pretty tumultuous slash exciting year. Really? Why did you do four years of homeschooling? Uh, my uh, there's four. I'm one of four siblings. All the boys are all dyslexic. Oh, and okay. so through grade school, there was a lot of challenges. <laughs> Learning learn little things like how to read. Right, yeah. So, um, so I did homeschooling for four years. And then, well, I'm glad I did that because that's when I started making videos, actually. But um, eighth grade, what advice would I give myself? Uh, God, um, I don't know. I would say don't give in to assholes, but I didn't. And that's why I got into so many fights. I didn't give in to assholes. Mm-hmm. Like, it was funny. I lived in a neighborhood... Clifton, and it's a nice neighborhood, but it's like more of like a cityish neighborhood. It's next to the University of Cincinnati. It's like oh. I've given equivalent, but I don't know where people are living to this. It's like it's the LA version of or what <laughs> the Cincinnati version of LA. Anyway, it's like a it's like a I don't even know what the fuck to call it. It's around a university, so it's got a bit of everything. So okay, some of it's kind of bougie, some of it's kind of ghetto, some of it it's. Uh, pretty liberal there's like a park that people have sex in <laughs> you know like just sort of tangential cityish stuff but not quite city but but not not the burbs either like a mm-hmm. like a city neighborhood you know, around, uh, you know anybody who's been around at a university that's what it's kind of like sure, sure. and it's the Cincinnati version of that what the hell is my point oh yeah so <laughs> when I went to eighth grade I moved to a, um, a, a much fancier neighborhood. I don't know if fancy is the right word, but an expensive neighborhood. It was kind of like the Beverly Hills of Cincinnati, but we moved there for the school district. Mm-hmm. So then like, then we were like the poor kids of this neighborhood. But we weren't like poor or rich. We were fine. Just like most people, they fluctuate with time and how life is going and that sure. sort of thing. <laughs> so, <clears throat> so again, what the hell's my point? I, I forget. Well, what advice would I give myself? I don't know. Fuck those kids who are jerks. Uh, there's a lot of nice people, a lot of jerks. Um... I don't know. I don't, I've been terribly <laughs> giving advice. I handled everything great. <laughs> the house I lived in got crushed by a tree that year, and then there was really? a rumor going around that uh, me and th- there was a rumor going around that I came to school drunk every day, and that me and my siblings lived in an abandoned Boy Scout camp. Really? And I, I wasn't drunk that... every day. I don't know who wanted to be fucking tired did. at seven thirty in the morning at the age of fourteen. Yeah, yeah. Because that was when our first class was. It's like, like, what are you talking about? Yeah. Um, it's weird how like when you're kids you just assign drugs to yeah. people I did that like I had a friend that kind of broke up with me and I decided that she because like all the cool girls wanted to be friends with her and I had decided in my head that she had started heroin that was my there you go <laughs> we, were, <laughs> we were like 14 and I like confronted her about it and I don't even know how like I just it just came out of nowhere yeah, in my head. Yeah. like I just literally just made it up in my mind that yeah. she had started heroin that was the only explanation for her not wanting to be friends with oh, me man. anymore <laughs> oh but I, I, I guess advice, I would say, yeah, I, I would give it to the 14-year-old self, like, don't worry, it gets a lot better than this, like, you know. Yeah. And then all that whole time, like, I'm still best friends with my best friends from kindergarten and my friends that I made at that school, I'm still friends with. Like, Did stick, any of your stay, stay tight with the with people you? that yeah. care about you. Don't keep trying to impress a bunch of dickheads. Like, don't, <laughs> don't bother. Like, it'll yeah. seem like shit at the time and you'll get into fights and, but you'll be a lot happier with yourself down the road. So... I'm actually pretty happy. Whatever. I sound like, I'm so happy with myself. <laughs> Not that I wasn't like miserable at the time, but like, well, I, I, it was better. Like freshman year, that's when I was like, I'm just going to be a fucking hermit. I'm tired of dealing with mm-hmm. all this bullshit. I'm going to keep to myself. And that's more the year I regret. Really? I wasn't like taking shit, but I was like, you know, I'm just going to sit this one out. <laughs> I'm done trying to interact. I'm just like, I was just like, um, I'm eighth grade, it was like the new kid's school. So there was like... It was exciting because I hadn't been in school for four years, and then there's like, oh, this girl likes me because I'm the new girl, and the, or the, I'm the new girl. <laughs> so they're, they're, that's <laughs> why people are yeah. mistaken, right there. You found out. Um, <laughs> so, so that was you know a new year at a new school and the first time in school in like a normal school in four years. So, 
But yeah, I'd say just uh, lean, you're, lean you're, into what feels good to you. Like you right. know, the friends you hang out with don't. I felt corny saying this. So, you know, just hang with the friends <laughs> who are good to you. Like I've had a lot of really good friends for a long time. It's because don't don't you know appreciate it. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> but you regret, you regret not like putting yourself out there more, like participating in year, things or. Uh, I don't know if regret's the right word because I was like, okay, I don't want to do that again. That's not the answer. Right, right, right. And it was just like, like I don't want to necessarily go toe to toe with everybody. The way that's how I was when I was like a kid, and then up through eighth grade, and I was just like, this just seems like a lot of drama. Mm. Uh, <laughs> and uh, but like you know, the kid who pushed me over as I was taught, whatever. I'm glad I punched this kid in the face. Not that like <laughs> violence is the answer, but I was. In Why did you grade. punch him in the face? Uh, well, this instance, there was like. I don't know. They didn't like me just because I was new. The same reason other people probably liked me just because I was new or something. Yeah. And I, I was talking with this one girl and we were walking across this basketball court outside. <clears throat> and, uh, oh, wow, my voice just got, well, now it's gone again. <laughs> <clears throat> I was walking across this basketball court. Remember, the rule was you could only play half court. But I, they probably weren't even playing what? full court. But anyway, a group of like six right. kids came over and just, just slammed me on the ground. And I just immediately got and punched the kid. And then... And then, not that I'm some tough guy, I'm totally, totally not. <laughs> and like, but then there was like six or seven of them, and they just kept saying, "Yeah, do it again, punch me again, punch me again." And I was just like, "I'm not gonna punch you again." And then they followed me in my locker, like, "Punch me again, do it again." I was like, "No." And then they tried to make it out, like, I was it's so much more f- scary when someone wants you to hit them. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Well, it's like, oh, now that you've got your whole group here, and now you know, like, yeah, no, that's stu- that's also dumb. Like, even if I was him, I don't want to get punched. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> and I remember like a few days later, I was like, what can I bring to school that's a weapon that I won't get in trouble for? So I brought oh. this block of wood with me that I kept in the locker. <laughs> it was like, I can't get in trouble for bringing a block of wood to school, but if this moron follows me in my locker again, I'm going to yeah. clock him with this fucking thing. And luckily, that didn't happen. Oh, that's so like sweet having a block of wood. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Look out, TSA. No. <laughs> I'm all of a sudden I'm in the no-fly zone or whatever. You should Caught use with that. a block of wood. Use that in a film, bringing a block of wood. <laughs> Uh, did your what's your family's relationship with your movies? They're great. They've always been super support. I feel like I'm really lucky in that sense. They've always just been like you know they could tell I was serious about it and believed in it. And and same with my other siblings and the different things they do. Like my sister's an illustrator and a teacher. That's and, cool. Uh, I don't know. Just uh, my younger brother is going to school for industrial design right now, and oh, they've really? always you know they, they you know I could be an accountant or make pasta I don't, I don't know you know like, <laughs> pasta maker that profession. that, that um, really like you get a lot of money making pasta but it's a grind mm-hmm. <laughs> so I'm real lucky that they've always been like okay we, we believe in what you're doing you believe in it you know and support it that way so I know I'm lucky in that sense for sure yeah yeah so no other people that awesome. are super creative and they don't get that support and sorry shit's already difficult enough just trying to do shit that you want to do yeah 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 <laughs> Well, that's cool. Well, thank you so much for doing the podcast. Yeah, thanks for having me. (laughs) Yeah, of course. Thank you, everyone, for listening. I hope you enjoyed that conversation. You can find Andre on Twitter, YouTube, and Vimeo just by searching his name, Andre Highland. This week, for Patreon subscribers, the bonus episode is an episode of Lover's Movie Club, where my Irish boyfriend, Pawnee, and I go back and forth sharing movies from our youth. The first episode features my pick, uh, a movie that I was obsessed with when I was 12 years old, The First Wives Club. On that bonus episode, we also talk about the time uh, that the Virgin Mary appeared in a stump in Potty's hometown in rural Ireland and I talk about my first Irish commercial suit shoot. <laughs> 
Oh, thank goodness it wasn't a speaking role. It was my first. I shot a commercial yesterday here in Dublin and I was incredibly socially awkward. And you can get the scoop on that by subscribing to the Patreon. Uh, that's patreon.com slash Aaron McGathy. And that's $5 a month. And uh, yeah. And if you want to support the show and you don't have $5 a month, that's totally okay. You can support the show by leaving a review on iTunes or tell a friend about the podcast or just, you know, keep sending good vibes out into the universe. Okay, that's it, McFeelies. Hope you have a great week. Be brave, be kind. The Gath Attack. Geico presents, oh, not again, another voicemail from your roommate. Hey, man, so I was in a rush to get to work and I left the back door open. Could you shut it? I left it wide open. Uh, while you're there, could you also turn off the oven and all of the burners? <laughs> My mom never let me use the oven. I wonder why. <laughs> the Geico Insurance Agency could help keep your personal property protected, like if it's your roommate's first time operating an oven. Visit Geico.com to see how easy it is to switch and save on renter's insurance.